Welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for listening. This is a podcast where we speak with different creative entrepreneurs about their strategies, stories, and tips to apply and learn. You can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist, and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T, or you can find us at creativeassist.com. Hey everyone, before the show starts, I'd like to give a huge shout out and thanks to our partners at Art and Ambition Studios. If you're a creator, I highly recommend you check them out for resources, support, and to go ahead and check out more that they have to offer. Check them out at artandambitionstudios.com. Once again, that is artandambitionstudios.com. Thank you guys, and let's get on with the show. Welcome everybody to the Cravices Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate everyone for tuning in. I encourage you all to go ahead and subscribe and share and leave some feedback as well. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, this week and for the next couple of weeks, we are still going to be continuing on with our turning a passion uh, or a skill set into a business. And we're continuing on that today with our guest, Sasha Lorraine. And how is everything today on this Monday? Well, hello, hello. Um, everything is great over here. Um, just, you know, getting ready for another successful weekend. Oh, it's good to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel that I'm on the same path. So if you don't mind uh, giving a brief introduction of who you are and uh, what it is that you do. Okay. Well, yes, my name is Sasha Lorraine. Um, So I am a painter, artist, creative um, from the Washington, D.C. area, um, specifically Maryland. Um, And I've pretty much been painting my whole life, but it wasn't until um, recently, I guess, I guess within like the past decade but also um within like the past five or six years that i took my my uh, my art and made it less um into a hobby and more into a craft and business um so yes i created black girls who paint um a little over two years ago but in my own personal art um i do portraits um commission work public art um and i just try to get involved in different kind of um, programs that support my community whether it's women, um, you know, my African American, my Black diaspora, or um, when they both are intersexual. Mm-hmm. I said intersexual, <laughs> intersectionality. That's Int- what. I oh, intersectionality. So like black gotcha. women. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I do um, now. I'm a full-time painter, um, and I also manage my own business, uh, Sasha Lorraine LLC. But within my business, I have um, three main programs, one being uh, Black Girls Who Paint, um, another uh, specifically focusing on artist development, and a third um, working with the kids in the community um, with paintings and murals. So. Oh, that's amazing. Um, how is that being a full-time painter? That's not something I hear very often. Um, it's whatever you define it's it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like honestly, um, my lifestyle is so just non-traditional. And if you would have known me like three or four years ago, I was in a completely different career um path. I was unhappy. You know, I had, you know, my whole pretty much my life set up in a certain way, and I was just like, no, I'm going to have a midlife crisis <laughs> doing this. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I pretty much just took a took the leap of faith, um, and two years ago, um, or I guess almost two years ago, I quit my corporate job um, to transition into doing art full time. And I, I consider myself more of like a full time artist as opposed to painter because I feel like art can, you know, 
encompass more things than just painting. Like I also write, um, I freelance a lot of, um, a lot of writing and pretty much like business analysis and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. and then I manage whatever like business of, um, affair while being a office manager at an art gallery part-time. So. Oh, that's really cool. Yes. That's really cool. Uh, I, I heard you mention something a little bit earlier. Uh, you mentioned public artists. What is that exactly? So public art is anything that is, um, I guess you could consider like murals and big installations on buildings, anything that the public can see, um, as opposed to like art in a gallery where you have to go in a confined space. So you'll see public art maybe on the, like as in murals on the side of buildings or mailboxes. That's, that's a new thing. Um, or it's not a new thing, but like for the little drop off books. Mm -hmm. um, for donations and even just painting entire walls so you kind of take it off the canvas in a way oh okay see i figured that I just wasn't too sure that's pretty dope i never really uh in, in my city i it's so damn boring and bland i hardly ever see anything like that so <laughs> yeah uh, that's pretty dope do you need like a license to do any of that type of stuff or like any type is there any type of process you need to go through before you do uh, public art so it's how it's contracted. Some people mm -hmm. will um, will either get an artist that they know, whether it's a local artist, and they'll pay them directly from their uh, from their budget. But I know that there are some states and some cities um, that every year they have to allot a certain amount of money for um, community arts and like beautification projects. So um, public art is pretty much just an overall term. But um, yeah. it depends on where, what you want to do and where you want to go. Like if you want to do a big uh, mural on the side of a building in D.C., uh, D.C. is different. I believe you need a permit for anything that's um, consumed by the public. Um, and so like a business owner wouldn't be able to just have anyone just paint on the outside of the wall. It would have to be approved by the city. Um, gotcha. And a lot of times you can get like grant funding for that. So okay, gotcha. it helps with yeah. funds. Yeah, that's really cool. Do people like really uh, try to live off commissions or like what like what is it exactly that an artist I guess would do to create income? Um, that could occur in many different avenues. It kind of just depends on where you want to go. Um, like it depends on your end goal. With any business, with any like creative business or even freelancing, it really just depends on where you want your art to go the mm -hmm. purpose of your art and what you're willing to do to get there. So um, for me, I do commissions. I manage black girls who paint. And then I also, um, what's it called? I have my part-time job. So that gives me, I have money. I'm, at any given time, I have money coming in through different avenues. Gotcha. Um, but I also know other artists that rely solely on, you know, grants and like public art where um, it's larger pieces. And so like for a mural, it could be anywhere from like $2,000 to like $20,000, depending on the budget um, and the organization. So it pretty much depends on how you as an artist feel comfortable and what you're willing to do, um, who your target audience is, and and I guess like your your, your motivation because you know, with art, with freelancing, you have to actually go out and get it. You can't really wait for people to come to you. Right. Um, that's the biggest misconception that I've uh, that I've encountered is 
that people are just looking for exposure as opposed to like developing as an artist and even having good um, entrepreneurship skills. Um, so right. that kind of, it's kind of a hard question to answer, but. No, but I got you. I'm following. Yeah, I got you. I think it's really dope how, you know, you mentioned you have, you can uh, build those multiple streams of income, like while being an artist, because we hear that a lot these days, right? Like you need multiple streams, multiple streams, multiple streams, building wealth, this and that. Uh, so I think it's really dope just to see an artist do that as well and be able to kind of create those. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, I will say that um, I think we're, it's like not a phase or a trend, but now is a trend where everyone's trying to become like a business owner and having multiple streams of income. You really have to like write out and plan out what you want at the end of the day, because I think a lot of people try to do, you know, try to invest a lot of time and energy into like short term kind of goals mm -hmm. um, as opposed to long term goals. Like anyone, any business owner is going to need like at least two in the beginning, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. I, I've just come in, in, in a, I don't know how to say, like I've come, I've encountered a lot of artists that kind of want to do this, do that, do that. And they don't really have, they don't really focus any energy on, you know, making sure that their actual product or their services is, is benefiting their their customer. They kind of just want to hurry up and build that in, that that stream of income and make it sustainable, but they don't know how to make it sustainable. Oh yeah, I got you. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. It, it kind of reminds me of when um, people try to develop a skill and get paid from it like immediately instead of taking yeah. the time to develop it over time and then become not like an expert at it, but really familiar to where you have like a deep understanding of the actual craft that you're putting out here to like a, I guess like a mass audience or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, rushing into things is, it's not a good idea. Uh, I struggle. I used to struggle with that myself as well. Just kind of wanting to always get things out there. And also you, I feel like there comes a point where you realize um, how many sources of income you actually really need to live the life that you're trying to create. I wanted to go back really quickly. So I understand you're from, Mar you're out of Maryland, correct? Yes. Okay, dope. So where do you draw inspiration from? Uh, is it the city? Is it the, uh, I don't know, is like, what is it exactly that I guess inspires you to, to create? Because I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of creatives are very um, environmental. I mean, we just kind of create things based off the vibes and I don't know, just the kind of things we uh, go through. Um, I would say it's definitely not the city. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Cause I, I pretty much work more so in DC. Um, so I don't know. I think it's mostly what I'm going through because all of my art kind of tells a story, whether they look like pretty and are colorful or they're like dark and gloomy. It tells some kind of story of myself. I think that's the cool thing about arting um, when compared to, I said arting, with <laughs> painting <laughs> yeah. as a, compared to um, writing is that with writing, you can use like alliteration, you can, you know, use a particular structure, but you're, you're mostly very upfront with what you're saying. But with painting, you can hide multiple stories and you can hide multiple kind of pieces of yourself in it and no one knows until you tell them or until they yeah. guess accurately. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I guess that's what inspires me, you know, whatever I'm going through, um, my personal life, 
um, my loved ones. And I do, I'm like, a, I have like a wandering spirit. So I love to travel mm-hmm. and get um, um, inspiration outside of the area that I'm from and even like anything close to it. As far as this year goes, what's the, fa- like, where's your favorite location that you've traveled this year so far? Oh, so this year I have, I've only been to LA this mm-hmm. year. Um, long story short, I got into this bad accident last year. Oh, around damn. Time, um, a couple of days before my birthday, actually. Um, and so this year was kind of a year just finding myself um and you know experiencing myself in not necessarily isolation but like me as an artist um but i wanted to go to la um to because i have a few friends out there but mm-hmm. i wanted to go there to kind of just escape somewhere and i need to be warm on my birthday because <laughs> i'm a scorpio so it's normally uh, I'm like on the brink of being cold or hot due to global warming but um <laughs> So yeah, the last time I went to LA was in 2018 in June, and I had such a great, I guess, uh, monumental time for me as an artist there. So I kind of wanted to revisit that feeling, and that's why I went there. Oh, nice, nice. I actually kind of live uh, close to LA, and it's actually really beautiful out here. So uh, that's pretty good that you had a positive experience. Usually, people come over here and like, oh man, well, it's so damn too much damn traffic, and everything is so expensive. I'm like, all right, man, well, I mean, the traffic you know, is bad. <laughs> yeah, traffic is bad. But you know, but at least you highlighted some of the. <laughs> yeah, at least you highlighted some of the good shit. You know. Yeah, <laughs> always, always. Uh, I could, if I traded palm trees for traffic, that's that's an easy decision for me. <laughs> I know, right? That's bad. Uh, and it's dope you're a Scorpio so am I November 1st so well happy belated birthday yeah, thank you thank you thank you I appreciate it oh yeah yeah that's right oh yeah I remember that that's right I remember the birthday post so yeah yes. look at that good old Scorpios people hate us for some reason I don't know why every time good. I mean misunderstood <laughs> but yeah. I mean just jealous that's okay <laughs> no that's facts that's all it is it's okay though we'll let it rock mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all good um I wanted to ask you, uh, so what is Black Girls Who Paint about? Now, of course, it sounds obvious. Well, that's, it's in the title, but, but uh, a little bit deeper than that. What, is, what was the overall, I guess, thing that started it? Well, um, it actually, so I have to make this into a short story. <laughs> okay. Because um, the, basically, um, I was going through a rough time mm-hmm. um, in my life. I was realizing that what I had built in terms of my career and what I went to school for was everything that I hated. And I was tired of going, you know, from job to job, quitting, and then from relationship to relationship. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, apply to a couple art exhibitions, um, some open calls and focus on my art. Um, Ironically, the morning of Labor Day, I was in bed and I checked my emails and I got another rejection email um, from this this one group and it was about like women empowerment and there were a lot there was like a lot of pinks and yellows and I was like oh my god this is perfect this is like everything that's on brand for what I do and I know I mean if you could hurt my feelings and say I'm awkward sometimes but I know in my art that I'm just like a bomb ass painter mm-hmm. um, so no one could never could ever like break me in terms of my art and I just kept on getting rejection email after rejection email and then when I looked at the roster 
Um, it was only Asian names and what's it called? And the European name or white names that were accepted. And then when I looked at the photo, I was like, wow, there's one black girl. And then there's um, nothing but like white and Asian women there. And it was like 40 artists or so. And so I got angry and I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop, you know, knocking on these doors because I know it's not a reflection of the quality of my art because I know I'm talented. It's just that they don't want me slash me and my art. Right. So I was like, you know, I'm going to stop asking. I'm going to stop begging for a seat at the table. Um, and instead, I'm going to create my table and I'm only going to invite um, women who look like me at the table. Um, and that morning, um, I was like, okay, let me see. I'm just going to call it Black Girls Who Paint. And mm -hmm. so I was like, let me see if, like, if it's trademarked or anything or if like, there are any accounts. And there wasn't. There wasn't even like a hashtag or anything. So I was like, you know what? Perfect. I'm going to make it. Um, so I create the Instagram account and then Instagram kind of snitched on me to like all of my friends. And so I started getting random texts like, what is black girls who paint? What is this? What are you doing, Sasha? Is this like a burner email or a burner account? <laughs> a burner. Um, yeah, I was like, because, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so be on brand for Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, burner, of course. I went right to that. That's crazy. Right. And so I was like, shit, okay, like I really got to do this now. Um, because like I'm a planner, so I don't like to launch things prematurely. Um, and so that made me kind of, you know, just hit the ground running. Um, and that was Labor Day in 2017. And, um, back then I would post like 20 times a day. Like I was just on Instagram too much. <laughs> um, I would let people submit. Um, and then I realized that people were only submitting or black women painters were only submitting naked black women. And although like there's nothing wrong with painting like the, the female um, black body, but I, I think that we, I think that black artists in general can create more than that. And you don't have to be defined by one particular type of art. Um, and so that's why I did it, uh, weekly themes. And so like one theme would be like abstract art. The next would be like, you know, portrait art or something like that. Just showcasing the versatility that black women painters have. Because we don't always, um, when you think about black art, a lot of times people do think about the naked black woman's um, body. Um, and even mm -hmm. the works that are like popular for that, or the artists that are popular for painting, um, that subject matter, it's normally not black women painters. And so I wanted to kind of not only present um, more representation, but more um, representation of what we all can paint. Because I know, I know a lot of landscape artists. I know a lot of muralists who do specifically like lines and shapes. And then I know a lot of women who do um, like birds and stuff like that. So I just want to showcase that. Yeah, um, the versatility of it, the right? Versatility like, of it. And I see you did really well with it. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? you thank really you. Well. So I'd also like so to congrats. add, ironically, the gallery that I work at, um, my coworker, because I told her about the day that I started, and then because she's also a DC artist. Um, and she was like, I know exactly which exhibition you were talking about. And just letting you know that it flopped <laughs> and look how like 
not saying that I'm glad that the, you know, that event flopped, but like, look what it created. You know, I didn't create Black Girls Who Paint just to like, you know, let's, you know, like paint roses and stuff like that. You know, it was created out of rejection um, yeah. and a need for us to highlight our voices. And so I'm excited to where it's going to go in the future. Yes, that's, that's good. That's really good. Was it seminars that you did or you did some type of, or you, do, you do workshops, right? Um, with Black Girls Who Paint or yeah. in general? Or just in general, I guess you yourself. So that is <laughs> what's going to be fun about 2020. Uh-huh. I can't tell just yet, but it's not um, seminar, seminars, but it will be something similar. Um, because what I've noticed as, as I, in the two years that Black Girls Who Paint was created, I myself have grown not only as a painter, but as a woman as well in terms of my art um, and in my personal life. So as I grow artistically, I believe every artist with whatever brainchild or whatever um, project they have must also align with their growth as well. Um, And which is why I say you always have to, you know, have a lot of self-reflection, but also niche your niche. So um, mm-hmm. I've been trying to really target into like who I want to help, like who my actual target audience is, um, because I want anyone who sees Black Girls Who Paints or come to our website or our social media um, platform to be able um, to take something positive out of it. But know that I, I do have a, a very specific target group. Um, and with that, I'm really focusing on the um, artist development um, and entrepreneurship in terms of, you know, how to, you know, schedule, how to plan and manage your business. Right. Um, and what steps you need to go and to get to where you want to go in terms of whether you want to be in a gallery, whether you want to do public art, whether you want to you know, whatever you want to do, just figure out a goal plan to get there as opposed to just wanting um, exposure or like a repost on social media, which is how it started. But, and that's what, I never really intended anything for there to be like a website or a shop. It's just as I grew and the following grew, you know, the needs grew more. So I like, I just have to I want to be able to help people at the end of the day. That's what I truly enjoy doing. Um, right. I understand that. I'm some same way. That's really dope. It sounds like 2020 is going to be full of, full of dope things. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fire. Yeah. Yes. I like that idea. Awesome. Um, you know, I often speak to creators who, um, who like building their own communities. Uh, and like me and yourself, I think we've kind of done so. Of course, me down on the same level as you. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. Oh, we but, are all there. <laughs> We're already there. <laughs> but um, I, I believe this is a great way to build something like bigger than yourself. I actually just did a um, I just did an episode about collaboration and how this aids to that. How we can kind of collab to build something bigger than ourselves, and uh, you know, gets out of get outside of the personal branding but then um, evolve into maybe like a brand outside of that and, uh, you know, our own communities and stuff where we can repost content, create products or, you know, sell our product or whatever it may be. Um, So what's your opinion on that? Do you think that that's something that artists should do as well? Well, yes, I love collaborating. Um, Black Girls Who Paint would not be here without collaborating. Um, In the beginning, like my personal page doesn't have like a large following and I didn't personally know a lot of black women painters, even though I'm from 
you know, a predominantly black area. Um, I knew of them, but I never, I'm an introvert. So sometimes it's like, oh, going outside, <laughs> this is too much. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> um, definitely it wouldn't be where, where it's at without um, collaborating, um, especially in the beginning stages. Um, I think collaboration is important. I think that what a lot of people don't understand or kind of hone is their approach and having a plan with that approach. Um, like some of the collaborators I, I work with, well not necessarily work, but I know like Addie Raw, um, I've had ironically been following her for like years, which is so crazy how social media can connect you to different people. But I have been following her since I want to say 2014 ish. And I always admired like the work that she does, um, within her own personal work and her business but also how she's so willing to help others yeah it's um, great and like give different like feedback and whatnot so i think when i first started black girls who paint um i like dm'd her and i was like hey you know sorry to dm you i know no one likes to be dm'd but before like <laughs> i reach out because for me if i'm gonna actually hit you up on on business um, and I don't know you personally. And if I don't know if this is something you do, I'll reach out either DM or email. But I always want to say like, hey, you know, is this something you're into? I can give you much more information because like the email I send is normally like paragraph upon paragraph. So right. like, I don't want to like waste your time or my time. But like just getting a feeler if you're interested. Um, and she was like, yeah, that's a great idea blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm trying to do. Like, if you could just put this in your newsletter or do this. Um, and from that day, I don't know how it started, but we just like started like working together more in terms of black girls who came, but also like building, you know, like, like a friendship, like, um, and now, you know, fast forward two years later, like I, she's like one of the closest people I know in terms of like business, in terms of art but also just like a human being too. So like sometimes if I want to vent, I might have to hit her up or like if I need like, you know, advice about, you know, this new product or something like that, we use each other. And I say more so like we all need accountability partners regardless of how, you know, our, our relationship is or whatever, whatever your craft is. I mm -hmm. think it's important to have people that really not like yes men, like, most of our family will always be like, oh, yeah, this is great. Cool, cool idea. <laughs> right, yeah. But you need someone to keep you grounded. And then you also have to remind yourself to avail yourself to them when they need um, kind of like that, re that resource as well. Um, and from that, it's, it grew. I've um, collaborated with other artists as well as other organizations. Um, and it's basically about, I guess, your pitch. I don't even think I remember the question. But <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. hope that I answered it. But I'm here for collaboration. I'm here with working with other artists, um, particularly um, artists that look like me. But that's not like, you know, oh, you're not black or you're not a black woman. Like, I'm not going to work with you. I'm here um, to connect artists with artists and artists to other resources. Because um, art is a community. You, we yeah, can't absolutely. do it by ourselves at all. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Like the creative community really should stay that, you know, there's no, um, 
it's really useless if you try to do this completely by yourself. You know what I mean? I think the more people you can bring with you, the better. And yeah, you answered the question. I just was, <laughs> I just was asking if uh, you know you think that artists should try to uh, build a community outside of themselves, outside of their personal brand. You know? Yes. And, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you answered it. So yeah, all good. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a moment in every, um, I know that there's a moment in every creative journey where we try to, uh, you know, picture a lifestyle built around creativity. Um, so when did you know it was your time to get serious and like build your brand? I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but was that the confirmation right there when you kind of like were feeling down and iffy? Because uh, I know for myself, I felt the same way a lot. I went to school for automotive design and as much as I do enjoy that field and I, I enjoy design, it didn't really stick to me. Where in that moment uh, for you, did you, you know, realize that you wanted to expand your brand? Um, well, for me, I, I have like many like epiphanies, I guess you can call them. Mm-hmm. You know, you could say that, you know, getting that rejection email was like the one email that pushed me over the edge. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know what, I'm going to stop doing this. Um, and then it got to a point where... Um, I had to reevaluate my job career. Um, Pretty much, I went to school for economics and then I got my master's in public administration. And I knew I wanted the overall, the underlying thing that I wanted to do was help kids go to school who wanted to go to school. And so I was like, okay, Dove, you know, uh, public education, you know, I wanted to work for, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to do something along that lines and without putting too much of my business out there, <laughs> I got what I wanted, but, um, I realized I didn't act clearly enough. Um, and I started hating my job. Um, and it got to a point where, you know, I would start to drink, you know, at my job on my way to, on my way to my job. You know, I got to a point where I didn't care that my cubicle smelled like red wine at like two mm-hmm. o'clock. And <laughs> I knew, you know, I could do certain things um, and they couldn't fire me as easy as they, if this was like the private industry. Um, and I, it, I just hit a point where I was like, I just called my mom and I was like, look, my lease is over January, um, January, 2018. Uh, I just want to move back home. I know you don't like dogs. I know I got a dog, but like, look, if you just let me just, you know, come back in, um, you won't know that I'm there. You won't know that the dog is there. Um, But also if you don't let me home, like know that that's not going to stop me from quitting my job. Like I've always been that person that will figure it out. Um, I always have some form of plan, um, some form of plan, um, and of course, like as the baby of the family, my mom's like, oh yeah, come through, like you and the dogs. <laughs> so, um, at that point, when I moved uh, back with my parents, it, it changed my commute from a 30 minute drive, well, not a 30 minute drive, a 30 minute from when I left my house and sat in my, my cubicle at my desk to an hour and a half, hour 45, both ways. Um, and so I was like, I'm doing a job that I hate. And now mm. I'm losing more money because I'm losing more sleep. So they're not oh, paying yeah. for this. <laughs> um, so two months after I moved home, I quit my job. Um, and then I really, you know, I did a couple odd jobs. Um, I finally um, had um, multiple epiphanies. And I was just like, what kind of lifestyle do I want? Um, I realized that I also hate authority. Like, that's just me personally. It might sound really, you know, millennial. 
or you know the baby or, or pretty much Scorpio of me but I just don't like authority I don't like when I'm at a job um, and I believe in the mission and I work towards the mission but you know the bureaucracy of it is that you know the people on the bottom or in the middle you know you're not really serving your mission you're you're pretty much just doing all the grunt work so yeah. it appear that we're doing something good but I was hurting the community that I was supposed to be helping um, so I quit that and try to figure out what I was doing. Um, and I landed at the art gallery, you know, um, I've, I've been blessed to be, you know, privileged to one move back home with my parents, but also been privileged and, um, ironically that I get everything that I ask for. Like I, I manifest certain things and if I am not clear enough, I get just what I asked for. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I not what really mean. what you want. So yeah. I just started, um, even recently, because, you know, you know I, the car accident really was like a wake-up call too. Um, but I recently was like, okay, I really got to figure out what kind of lifestyle because I'm, I'm going to quit every job. I've quit mm-hmm. every job. You know, I'm, the longest I've held a job for was for two years and, that's only because the next job, you know, couldn't start me immediately. I had to wait three extra months. So <laughs> yeah. um, instead of me like constantly applying to jobs, falling in love with their mission, but ultimately hating the job because I'm not serving the mission or a mission, um, I had to figure out what lifestyle I'm comfortable with and how to give back to a community, my community, um, but still pro- provide and create my own directly like in my personal life as well. So um, just a series of epiphanies. Right, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's positive reinforcement. I've tried to look at, at, I try to look at it as positive reinforcement instead of negative reinforcement where like I got to quit or I got to leave or I got to drink or something like that. So I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because this, this lifestyle is kind of, it's interesting to get into something that's, where your life is based around that creativity, you know, that art or your skill set, whatever it may be, and you want to live off of that. It's interesting when you think about it in the long run, because it's like, do I, I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know how this is going to look, and I'm 40 doing this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I often like think about that, and it's like, well, maybe I should go and learn like different skills. And I plan to regardless, but I'm not really in the space where I see too many uh, creatives being able to, I guess, grow in their art. It does exist, but I just, that's something that I do like ponder because I would just kind of question the whys and the what ifs of life. Then regardless, I'm still going to do what I want to do. But that's just something that kind of crossed my mind. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's true. Yeah. You know I, I mean? will say that it's a, a certain level of privilege that, because I even told my boss on, my current boss, well, <laughs> I even <laughs> told my boss like in the interview how, you know, I'm privileged because not, it's not every day then I could literally just quit my job and move back home with my parents. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. And even me moving back home, you know, they gave me one of the empty rooms that I turned into my art studio, that I turned into my office. I mean, my office. So I realized that there's a certain level of privilege that I have, and I want to utilize my privilege for good. I don't want to just sit here, you know, because I could have, you know, been sitting on easy money, you know, I had my old career, but I knew that I wasn't fulfilled. Yeah, um, and even now I could still just be chilling in their basement. You know, no one wants to say that they live with my their parents, but I mean, I could still be good and not do do you know 
any of my businesses. I could just get a different job. You know what I mean? So of course, yeah. I wanna I wanna actually do something with this um, and make something of myself and leave a mark. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's really the end goal is just to leave a mark, and I guess that mark will then propel you into the later years. You know, I guess yeah, so. Hopefully, hey. yeah. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I guess that's the whole thing. It's like hopefully it works because then in the long run you don't really have to even question that. You know what I mean? So. I think you just answered it. Well, damn, look at that. Making revelations. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so what now, what did it take to um, what did it take to transfer your skill sets into a way to make a living? You know, like what are some of the things you had to learn in order to do that? Um, I want to honestly say my schooling, although I'm not using my degrees at all anymore well i still use them now because a lot of it you know writing proposals you know writing business plans and you know a certain level of outreach isn't necessarily foreign to me um and i feel like um if you like see what i look like now is you would like be shocked to be like oh wow this person like really worked at an office i got like piercings tattoos (laughs) purple locks and whatnot, but I've been able to, you know, scheme them all. Like I got a head on So it's like I could talk that that sweet talk if you want it. But I really do think going to school not for the I don't want to say the right reasons, but I'm first generation American. So my parents um came here um or settled here, I should say, as a product of like war and you know, they use education to get, you know, better jobs over here. Um, so growing up, it was never like an option to go to college or four-year university and even get my master's degree. But I never, um, I never really liked, like, I can't tell you what, what econ is, but I can tell you how to, you know, write a paper, like, <laughs> and even like public administration, like my whole last year of grad school. I didn't buy any of these books. I was like, these books are too damn expensive. And like, I have great research skills and I got straight A's. You know what I mean? Just pay yeah. attention and take notes. And shits are so expensive. Learned, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Throughout like going to school and whatnot, I've learned what I needed to do in order to get either the grade that I want or the connection that I want. Um, mm. And I kind of apply those skills. And I would say my strongest is just researching. And if there's like something that I don't know, I really just go to Google. Like, honestly, Google has so many answers. Yeah. Um, and then that leads me to like utilize my, my connections and networking. But just, I guess like going to school and not really being there for the experience, just being there for the degree as it's as horrible as it sounds. But that's kind of what prepped me to kind of figure out what I need because I was that student who would just like read the syllabus and say, okay, I need to do X amount of work to get this, to get a B, I need X amount of work to get an A. Do I want an A or a B? Or could I settle for a C? And so like I would just <laughs> figure out what I needed to do to get to where I'm going. And, you know, writing has always been easy. It's come natural to me. So a lot of this in, in terms of like pitching and writing and development, um, it's just getting your voice out there into an organized way. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, that's a, being a master schemer, <laughs> master schemer. <laughs> but not for my community, <laughs> but you know, I just, 
I just have, I always make a way. I always make it work somehow. Well, that's a good skill set to have. It sounds like you're really uh, resilient and um, I guess, what is the other word? I want to say self-sufficient. Uh, those are really good skills to have, especially in freelancing and things of that nature, because you got to just figure shit out on the fly, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the best, honestly, because you just try and figure out how to get shit done, regardless of what it is, even if you know it or not. So, no, that's good. It's really good. I think that's an underrated gift, honestly. Yeah, I think we all have it, too. Yeah, we do. We've utilized, we haven't exercised it as as often as we could have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think oftentimes people are maybe not, they don't know what they're searching for, or maybe sometimes people are just straight up lazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So, on the ladder, say (laughs) no. Yeah. So, but no, yeah, that's really good. And it makes a lot of sense. So, I I think you answered this a little bit earlier. Um, But I was going to say, is there something that you see artists, you know, struggle with that often stands out to you in this process of, you know, trying to just, I don't know, get paid for what they do? I'm pretty sure. Well, we mentioned that a little earlier. Was that the same uh, answer there? Um, you said what are artists lacking? In uh, well, do? not really lacking, but like, I, yeah, I guess, I guess so lacking, yeah. But is there something that you see artists that, you know, they struggle with that stands out to you in the process of uh, making money from what they do? Um, I would say a lack of direction and ultimate purpose is one. Um, definitely a lack or want to research things. I feel like a lot of the questions that I get um, are more or less Googleable. Um, and it's not necessarily about the experience I took to get there. It's like they want to know every single thing and how I did it and then how they can do it and like how I can apply it to what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And with that, I would say kind of like approach because with everything, there's a, an approach for, for um, anything. Like there's, ne- there's no such thing as pretty much like a no for real. Well, there are certain no's, but in terms of business, you can get so much farther by just having an appropriate approach and response to things. And then, um showing initiative as in like hey you know i'm interested in doing xyz or i'm interested in doing a you know this i've done b but i'm unsure about c have you experienced c or do you have any tips that you know would help me during my process c but i feel like a lot of people just want you know the abcds through the alphabet um and they want to be like hand held and spoon-fed information that they ultimately don't um apply Mm, yeah makes sense yeah yeah i get that i see that often too well damn (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not there's no shade or anything i honestly think that that stems from not having direction Mm -hmm. you know like it um, does this one time this one girl asked me it was back when i used to post the instructions on how to get a repost um I would have people DM me their photos, um, a caption, and I would have like all of the, you know, instructions. I would post that every, every morning. Um, and mind you, I wasn't scheduling posts. So for at least a year and a half, I will wake up, you know, at, well, I'm already up in the morning. I would post the instructions, the morning motivation, and then I would post the submit um, in the morning and then in the evening around 6, 630. And someone messaged me and was like, hey, you know, I'm just asking 
like how do I you know submit for a feature and that used to really really bother me because not only are you just here for quote-unquote exposure but you haven't researched the brand you haven't even looked at like a rotary look on the time feed um, and you just want a feature um, and so I told her I was like hey you know we're actually changing the process um, and so now you have to be as of I think like it was the upcoming Monday or so you have to be a member of the portal to, um, to get your work featured on it. Um, and most people had no problems with that. Um, and they understood where I was coming from because it just got too much for one person to handle. Um, and I really want to share the platform with people who want to utilize it in like a meaningful way. And then she told me like that I didn't know my target audience and all this other stuff and was giving me pointers on my website. I'm just like, wow, like it's just the approach because granted there was nothing wrong with my website, but um, (laughs) even if I was looking for like a marketing specialist and which I currently, which I did, you know, maybe like six or seven months later, um, I would never work with her just because of the approach, because you're you're giving me unsolicited advice or right. opinion. But also, you, the reason that started this conversation was you asking about instructions that were posted on the website. So that just tells me you you don't have research skills. Your approach is just off. And like, why would I want to work with you, even though you could be providing such a great service? You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. like working, especially with fellow Black women. So I'm like, I like working with people. And, but now it's like, because of the approach, you're mad at, at me and you're trying to, you know, come for me. Like, I don't know my target audience when you're not actually <laughs> my target audience. Like, yeah, that was kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're the reason why I'm creating the portal is because people weren't, you know, reading the instructions. Why am I posting three times every day if you're not going to read the instructions, if you're ultimately going to DM me and ask me how to do it? yeah that sounds that sounds mad confusing i've been like what are you talking about it was crazy but you know what there's a group chat for all of that (laughs) but i mean that's just to say like just the approach i'm not saying that she doesn't offer a great service i'm just saying i wouldn't know because i did not receive that approach and, I didn't, right. and I'm not, I'm not going to receive it and I'm not going to look into it further ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand that. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It just, the approach was off. It just, yeah, it's a bad way to just contact anybody about anything, let alone because yeah. you just can't, you can't make someone angry and then just kind of throw them for a loop with all these other facts and stuff that advice hey, that they didn't ask SEO for. SEO optimization, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you want to repost or not? Like, I don't know how we got here. Like, right. Yeah, what the hell? Never even went on my website until today so i'm like again why would i want to work with you but ultimately no i'm not going to repost so yeah that's comedy i mean yes but yeah (laughs) that's why you gotta niche your niche very much so yeah i heard you say that a lot i even seen you tweet it like what i know what you mean i know what you mean (laughs) i know what you mean but what do you really mean because i i kind of get it but i don't um so so um in the beginning i was gonna say a corny joke but i'm gonna just swallow that um so in the beginning um with black (laughs) it started off you know i just wanted to highlight and show positive representation um of black women painters and i wanted um, a way to connect us but um you know in 
talking to other fellow black women who paint, I realized that there was a higher need. And I really realized how I want to give back to my community. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I realized is that I was um, kind of catering, not to the wrong audience, but I never was specific outside of the mission or the about me page on the website. You know what I mean? Like my my initiatives didn't really align with my underlying goal. And I realized I had to be more specific. So, you know, black girls who paint, I want anyone, regardless of their race, gender, sex, or whatever, um, to get something positive from it. But who I actually want to help, who I actually want to be a member of the program, um, are black women painters who want to develop as an artist in their artistry, but also who want to get a better handle um, on their business skills and their entrepreneurship skills, and also like, you know, connecting them to those resources that can do that, you know, like, so it's niching my niche, I guess. Um, My target audience used to be, you know, like September 2017, it was just, you know, black girls who paint, then it was, you know, black girls who paint, who want exposure and then and now it's become black girls who paint who want to develop as an artist and um you know be a better entrepreneur um and that means you know getting some business skills you know art developing as an artist because you know you can ride this social media wave as long as it is sustainable but with like the algorithms and just the nature of social media how it takes that that grassroots effort and that kind of in-person contact away, um, that affects your business. You know, like Mm -hmm. I tell people like, how do you, you know, when I was looking for partners, um, like you want to have at least a website because what if Instagram crashes, which it does randomly, or what if the Instagram changes? I mean, the algorithm changes. You want to be able to support your business and not only rely on social media to sell you know you want to build your develop your portfolio figure out what you want to do in terms of your art who you want it to affect who you want it to help and figure out how you want to improve the situation of your community not you know just getting a repost that might get you followers but ultimately not get you the collectors which you're you're asking me in my dms how do i get collectors (laughs) not by being social media famous and you know that's right. one route, but like most artists that I know in real life who have, you know, real, a lot of collectors who, you know, galleries are reaching out to, you know, they're getting, you know, different larger contracts and actually having their art in places. They're not, they're not big on social media. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's not how you're getting grants. You're not going to get a grant from social media. And that's, that's free money. That's not a loan. So that's what we need to be talking about. So that's who I want to help. I want to help women who, you know, didn't necessarily get to go to art school or even business school or any school, but want to, you know, be an actual business outside of, you know, right. getting the repost. Right. So I want to, like, my, that's why I do only my members who can get a, refor- a repost, or not even a repost, but I try to give, like, tips and whatnot, too, to truly help people that, want to have a long-term career in the arts and any kind of creative field as opposed to like a short term, which would be like X amount of followers or, you know, likes or shares and stuff like that. Like marketing is important, but that shouldn't be your, 
your main goal. And that, that's what I felt like it was at one point. And I wanted, I had to like kind of take back Black Girls with Pain because that's not why I started it um, at yeah, all. Yeah, that makes sense. You got a niche, your niche. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense now. It's pretty much just taking a niche and just keep developing it over time, right? To get even more narrower, deeper and deeper and try to solve different types of problems within that niche, right? Yeah. That's um, yeah, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, see, I figured it was something like that. <laughs> it wasn't shade or anything, you know? You just gotta, as you grow as an artist, I really feel like everything that you're aligned with has to grow as well. Like, you can't be doing stuff that you used to do in 2014 and 2017, and it's now, what, we're less than 40 days out to 2020, and this is gonna be a crazy year. It's gonna be a good year, but it's gonna be a crazy year, so. Yeah, I agree yeah. on that one. I can feel it. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, what are some of the uh, resources that you've, uh, I guess, learned from? It, are you a book person at all? I know a lot of people who come up here, they really do enjoy, you know, the books and like they pick up things and they write things down and learn from them. Uh, has there any, been any external resources, maybe like a YouTube channel or anything that's helped you develop? Not only like, uh, aside from being an artist, right? Like, like an entrepreneur, like anyone to develop that business side of you. Um, so I will say that working at an art gallery has kind of changed my perspective mm -hmm. because, um, outside of my personal art, I don't have an, well, I don't have an arts background. Um, so I always thought that I had it figured out, um, and working there and working with like the directors and curators and like the board and even working with other artists that have been, you know, in, I guess, the, not the art game, because I feel like that sounds so, like, auntie-esque, but um, <laughs> different artists who have been in the local arts community. Um, I've been learning from them and, and knowing that, um, for me, every job or every kind of place, it serves a purpose. Um, and as much as I need the job that they need me there as well. So as long as I'm there and as long as I'm doing a good job, I'm going to utilize my job for my own benefit. And that just translates to my membership. Like I, I feel like, um, cause before that I didn't really know, you know, how to write, well, I knew how to write a, an exhibition proposal, but I never really knew what goes on in applying for art organizations and, you know, applying for grants and even like um, nonprofit funding and stuff like that. So definitely utilizing all of my resources. Um, at my school, um, I will also say if you're part of like any kind of school or like any alumni, even community arts, they normally have a lot of classes. Um, some of them are free, but some of them aren't. And I know some of them like take vouchers and stuff like that or or that, but I know at one at my grad school you can audit classes, which is amazing because yeah. you're not paying the actual tu tuition rate. Um, you're just paying like a really small fee, um, and you can audit classes, or and that just means you're taking you're taking the information, but you're not being graded on it because it's oh, that's awesome. useful. Yeah, that's really so <laughs> just finding out all, you know, call up those community organizations um, because a lot of this, you have to go out and get it. A lot of this is not going to fall in your lap. You literally have to Google <laughs> and also ask around um, and network with people. Um, 
Yeah, and use everything to your benefit. And, and that it's not meant to sound crazy or <laughs> narcissistic, but like yeah. in quitting my job, it was one of the, my corporate job, my first job that really mattered. <laughs> um, and not having like a legitimate job to back up other than like my savings and odd jobs. Um, I realized that as much as we need these jobs, these jobs need us in the moment. Of course, we're easily replaceable, but we still provide a service. So utilizing that and making it a 50-50 relationship instead of a 100, I give all to my job and they just give me chump change or a $200 bonus at the end of the year. Like use that for your benefit. You know, don't too much energy than necessary, but also, you know, utilize the resources at your jobs. You know, sometimes they pay for classes, you know, sometimes yeah. you might even know someone who's also an artist. Um, you just never talk to them. So. Yeah. You never know. You got to do the networking. Yeah. 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 So I don't true. have like one, you know, resource. I would say take a rotary like view of what you actually do, who you know, and like write it down, like just figure out where to get that and start Googling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Googling no, yeah, people. So. Yeah, no, it's true. And I also think that um, getting inside of that mindset to where you can be able to utilize the info around you, I think that that's something that, that I also feel like is developed over time. Uh, because looking back when I first started, I didn't have that mentality to where I guess the abundance mindset where I'll just figure everything out and I'll learn everything and everything is going to pour into me. Right. I think that also is something that's developed over time. So I oftentimes see beginners in anything, they'll start somewhere and they have no clue where to start, how to start, or even how to start pulling information. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, I definitely think that too is going to be developed the more and more, uh, or at least the deeper you get into uh, entrepreneurship and the deeper you get to, uh, taking the solo path because you're gonna have to at the end of the day. Yeah, it forces you to. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell yeah, it forces you to. It should, become it should, it should, it should kick your ass. Honestly, it should <laughs> kick your ass. Dude. You're gonna realize, like, wait, I've been here for six months. It's gonna blink, and it's like, wait, I've been and I have done nothing that I said I was gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always gotta fact. check yourself. Oh, it's facts. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. But yeah, you're gonna need it. It's necessary. Um, so yeah, I agree with that as well. Google is your best friend. It's my best friend as well. I probably Googled every, I Google whole ass like paragraphs. Me too. I Google <laughs> in periods. I will, I will capitalize it. How do I play period or a question mark? Like I could, I Google in complete sentences. And if there's something that you want to know, I can almost guarantee you that it's probably on the internet. You just got to research and then also resource, research that source. <laughs> so, yeah, not exactly. Yeah. More than likely, your problem has hasn't not been explored before. You know yeah, I mean? it's not new. You know, it's like, not new. new. <laughs> I'm not the first person to say, "Hey, like, how do I like even my trademark?" When I trademark black girls who paint, I didn't trademark before. I literally went on the IRS.gov, or I don't even remember which department it is. I went there. I looked at all of the videos. I I took notes. And, you know, I tried it and it worked. (laughs) You know, don't take my advice. I'm not telling people to go and try it because if it does not be get approved, that is not on my conscience because it's expensive. But a lot of things you can, especially like government or business related 
are available by whichever um, governing federal agency it is. Mm -hmm. So literally just go on their site. It's, they literally have videos, how to buy <laughs> LLC, how to trademark. And it's like a, a presentation. <laughs> like, like they have videos. So you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> just, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can, but I mean, I didn't go wrong. So I'm still here. <laughs> you know, I still got my edges and, you know, they didn't. They oh, didn't cool. They didn't me, fall so. out. Okay, cool. They didn't get tugged too hard. That's good to hear. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't ask for more money in my, in my case. But okay, that's cool. what you don't want to do is when they reject it and say you can amend it. And it's like now it's double the original price. So definitely do your research. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Well, uh, well, Sasha, I think, I think we covered everything. Thank you for coming on here and sharing your experiences and your knowledge. It's very appreciated. And I really do enjoy what you're doing. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen uh, headed into 2020. That's for sure. Um, now, how can we support you in your endeavors? <laughs> well, first, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. You know, a, little, a little crazy, a little shy and awkward, but I hope, <laughs> and, you know, I came, I'm leaving better than I started. And I just ruined that. So sorry about that. No, but it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> if you like to support, you can definitely hit up our website. I tell people to hit up the website before the social media, because that's where you can literally get all the information. Um, you can find our directory, um, which is an online directory that connects you to black women who paint um and also connects them to potential clients as well so definitely utilizing the the directory um and then because we're um blackgirlswhopaint.com all the information is there we're also black girl who paints um black girls who paint on instagram as well as facebook and on twitter we are um bgwp tweet because Black Girls Who Paint is too long. <laughs> so, okay, see, I was wondering, because I was looking for you guys on Twitter. I was like, okay, wait, this isn't, this isn't even trying. a thing. They were like, oh, girl, you're going to have to chop off two letters. Two of those letters have got to go. So <laughs> it's just uh, BGWP tweets. Okay, but, cool. Yes, and to stay tuned for 2020, we have a lot of things going on. And I haven't talked about this publicly, but we are um, relaunching and rebranding to further align um, closer to our mission um, January 1st, 2020. So that will be fun. So Indeed it will. Uh, Sounds like it. Yes. Indeed. It's, it's got me stressed out a little bit. <laughs> a little stressed, but it's okay. You're going to get through it. You're going to get yes. through it. Um, yeah, that's awesome, though. Can't wait to see that. And um, absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to, to go ahead and plug in there since you're at, while we're at it? Oh, well, while I'm at it, I'm also yeah, while you're at it, might as well. As well, I'm a writer and um, <laughs> artist. So if you want to get more about like my personal story, it's at Sasha Lorraine on all social media. And for the record, Sasha Lorraine is indeed my first name. My mother oh. got a little crazy with the hyphen and everything. Thought that um, was your last name, okay. All no, right. everyone thinks right. that. I'm like, I'm not going to keep disrespecting the hyphen. Like, it's a hyphen <laughs> out of space. Okay. But yeah, okay. <laughs> it's uh, Sasha, S-A-S-H-A-L-O-R-I-E-N-E. So it's Sasha Lorraine. Um, dot com or on Instagram or Facebook and also Twitter. Um, and that's where you get kind of like me. I'm not on brand or anything. I just get what's off my head. What's 
whatever I'm thinking or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, and my own personal art, um, and you know that's just it. <laughs> <laughs> Your comedy. I was like, I gotta land the plane. And I don't know how to just land. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Like that happens to me all the time. Do not worry about it. Sometimes I'll just ramble off and just say, but uh, yeah, but not so totally far. <laughs> You're good. You're good. No worries. Uh, th- thank you again, Sasha. I really appreciate it, and um, I will be talking to you soon. All right. Well, thank you again. I'll see y'all later. All right. Take care. Hey everyone, that'll wrap up this week's episode. I hope you found this one valuable. Once again, I appreciate you for listening and I encourage you to subscribe and share and leave some feedback as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. Also, you can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T and creativeassist.com as well. So, I hope to talk to you next time on the next episode of the Creative Assist Podcast. Until then, take care.